1: I know you like that.
2: Oh my gosh, oh my goodness, what a beautiful welcome. And I had to leave these flowers up here because I am so loved and I know it, I feel it y'all. And I just gotta say, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for giving your love to me during this time of loss. My Losing my father is just, it's huge. But also I gotta say, I gotta thank everybody here, my Converge Media family, my community family, um, all of y'all out there who who watch, thank you so much for welcoming me back with such a warm, loved, Welcome. Thank you so much, Curtis, for the flowers. Shout out to my director over there. And I just love y'all so much. And my dad would just, he always would talk about how proud he was of everything I was doing. So I want y'all to know that I am back today because my dad would have it no other way. He'd be like, look, you know, okay, I'm gone, but I'm always going to be with you. And I am carrying him forward every single day for the rest of my life. Of course, I will do that. But I had to come back today. It's an amazing show for y'all. And I just gotta say, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the day with Trey right here on this terrific Tuesday. We do have a phenomenal show for you guys because I can't believe it. Amanda Seals is in the building. Uh, She'll be joining us via StreamYard link. I'm so glad that she is making time in her busy schedule to be right here with us on the day with Trey. So we'll be talking about her stopping off in Seattle She'll be at the Paramount Theater on Friday, y'all, giving her show full of comedy and activism. You know she does it all. So I can't wait to dive in with her. And then later on in the show, I get to dive in with a community brother who's doing some great work. Devontae Parson is also in the building. We're gonna be talking about all things pro se potential. So you guys have a amazing lineup of guests today. And I also gotta get a huge shout out because it's the first day that my assistant, Erica, Uh, is in the building welcome to the black media matter studios boo uh well of course we also have some updates so before i get into it with amanda first one we want to share with y'all is to let y'all know of course if you can't watch the day with trey you guys can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast search the day with trey under converge media you guys will find us there we're on itunes google spotify anywhere you find podcasts so it's okay if you can't watch the show and because we're at the top of the show, it's the greatest time for you to tag and share the stream. Make sure y'all are tagging and sharing this as much as possible, because I'm telling y'all, we got big time Amanda Seals on today, but we're keeping it going with amazing guests every single day. And y'all know I want y'all to be inspired. So please tag and share the stream with people you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with Trey. All right, we got these great updates. Now, Seattle Jazz Ed is the first one I'm gonna talk to y'all about. Seattle Jazz Ed is a nonprofit, it's in education, and it's expecting their fall programming for young people to access um, across the region. Um, they've been founded to teach and honor the great legacy of jazz music. Their goal continues of making sure kids experience the life-changing magic of teamwork, creativity, and confidence that comes from a dedicated education in the undoubtedly quintessential Black American art form of jazz. They serve students across Seattle area and in over 20 programs, including big band uh, ensembles, jazz combos, workshops, private lessons, summer camps, and online learning. Um, They enroll starting in grades four, So anybody from fourth grade and above can uh, benefit from their programming. Musicians at every level of ability can join in where they can drum, strum, blow, bell it out and everything in between. All programs are offered on a sliding scale tuition model. No questions asked y'all. With free loaner instruments available for students for the whole time they're in the program. So if you're ready to make music, save your seat before classes start in early October. Head on over to jazz, Seattle Jazz. Ed. So it's Seattle jazzed basically.org um, and email their programs at Seattle jazzed.org. You can also call or text um, 206-324-JAZZ. So I hope you guys uh, are listening to that right there. I know my son right now is only in the third grade. So next year I will be looking at this program because he loves music and he's been doing African drumming for the last couple of years. So he might be ready to get his drum on in the The jazz world. Uh, Up next, we also have to talk about Elixir of Love. Now, I have a personal account of this amazing story because I was able to go see this. My homegirl was in town from Atlanta for my dad, and we got to go see this on Sunday. It was amazing, y'all. Of course, Elixir of Love is one of Seattle Opera's most award-winning comedies, and it definitely has some laughs for you. But I'm telling y'all, I can't wait because tomorrow we actually have Dwayne who's gonna be in the building, telling us all about this amazing production. So y'all will hear more tomorrow, but make sure you cop your tickets. The show is uh, ending on August 20th. So you still have some time to go check out this amazing show. And last up, this is phenomenal. Seattle is doing a tenant improvement program and this is so necessary. So let me make sure I get these notes right. It says, are you a small business interested in improving your commercial space? apply to the Commercial Tenant Improvement Fund to receive up to $100,000 for tenant improvement projects. Um, this is through the Seattle Office of Economic Development, OED. They're investing $1.9 million to make commercial space improvements more affordable for small businesses impacted by COVID-19. So you need to apply by September 8th at 5 p.m. The funding can be used for various projects such as renovation costs, installation of take out windows um, uh, building various new locations Uh, also virtual information sessions will be available you guys can check out more information and get your questions answered at 206-684-8090. Curtis is going to put the link in the comments there as well so that you guys can check out this amazing program. And I just got to say, because I have been a part of Africatown and Africatown Community Land Trust, I understand how important it is for there to be a fund like this. Oftentimes when we push for for affordable commercial space, tenants still need to come in and put a bunch of money just to rut Fit the space for them. So shout out to the Office of Economic Development for seeing that there is a need and they are filling that need. Well, you guys, no further ado necessary. I get to welcome in Miss Amanda Seals joining us from StreamYard Link. What's up, Amanda? I am am no longer
1: muted. Yes, I am joining you from StreamYard Link. (laughs)
2: Yeah, look, I'm like, because I'm like, I don't know where you're at in the ethos. I don't want to say you're in one specific place, but I know you're on that link. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I got to say, I really thank you for making time of your busy schedule. And I'm so excited that you'll be here on Friday. You have done previous tours before. People have seen you all over the airwaves throughout Hollywood. Tell us a bit about your start, because I think, uh, you know, oftentimes people assume certain things, but you've been doing stuff for a very long time. And I actually got to see one of your uh, clips where you were talking about Seattle, (laughs) about the Northwest African American Museum. You've done a lot of work before people even saw you on big screens. Tell us about your start.
1: Um, I mean, I started when I was eight. I've been in the Screen Actors Guild since uh, nineteen ninety four. Um, and I was doing commercials, and I was in uh, the movie Cop and a Half, and on Nickelodeon on My Brother and Me. Um, and so I was doing that kind of work as a child actor, and then um. When I got to college, I found my way to spoken word and just really honestly got my my invitation into being just an independent artist and really supporting myself through my visual art and my lyrical art and doing music, et cetera. And that was really what I was doing for quite some time and found my way to Seattle doing spoken word and found my way back to Seattle doing visual painting and visual art, shout to White King Allah, who, who... basically brought me out to Seattle several times to do different types of of work whether it was lecturing or speaking to kids or speaking to fo- to older folks at libraries uh, i had a poetry book you know it was um it was definitely a time and i really appreciate anybody who supports independent artists because i think that there's such an expectation that if people aren't like Co-signed by these major networks, etc., that they're not really important yet. So I, I wasn't really being co-signed by major networks until I was on Insecure. Otherwise, I was doing like stuff on VH1, and I was really just supporting my myself through the work that I was doing, just freelance-wise. And um, so, shout out to all the artists out there that are making a way with their career, with their career and their creativity in um, in this weird capitalist <laughs> place that we're in. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing that I really appreciate about you is, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes when you you get to a certain place, we we talk about it in the community all the time, but you really have stayed true to your ideals and that really carries you forward. I think when you are, you know, on your social media and you're calling out certain things, you're really putting things to light. And it sounds like you're going to be infusing some of that in your show. Tell us about how you, you know, curated this specific show to now tour it so people can kind of get a a huge glimpse of all the things that you really showcase and represent
1: well this is stand-up you know this is stand-up comedy you can check out my stand-up on hbo my right there that that poster is my special i'd be knowing um you know i i know that people put me as an actress because i'm able to act but at this point i am i'm so more interested in using my voice to speak about things in a very direct way, uh, not through a character, but just through my experiences. And my standup is, a, is the most potent and, um, the most real version of that. And I'm on tour putting together my next special and I've been in Raleigh, North Carolina. We've been in the Kennedy center in DC and with each show, I'm really making it my business to use my platform to try to, um, be expansive in, in bringing community together. So instead of having an opener on majority of these shows, we'll have a closer and the closer will be an activist or, or organizer in that area who is doing work on the grounds and really trying to, you know, let people know that the, the work has continued to be done, even if you weren't a part of it. And so a lot of my audience want to help. They, they want to be action-based. They know that there needs to be a fight an ardent, earnest fight against what's going on in this country, but they don't know where to start. Well, there's people who've been on it, you know, who've been focused. And so we're connecting with those people in these cities and and throwing them up after I throw these jokes down.
2: Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm talking about. See, that right there is what what I'm always sharing with folks, how you can utilize your platform to really spread the work that's happening on the ground. Amanda, man, hats off to you for understanding that. And that's what I mean, that it's been so important for us to keep that message alive. So I love that you are doing that. I think even for me, people are like, well, how did you end up having your own show and doing conversion? I'm like, man, I started when I was nine years old in front of the camera and." really, this has been like a a passion of mine, but community activism as my entire audience knows is what really pays the bills. I got to be out here advocating for all of the community-based organizations that are doing the work, creating solutions on the ground and the end of every show here I am encouraging people to be inspired to see themselves as a part of the solution because we will not, yeah, we will not get out of this if we're not all pouring into it and so I just love that you are They are all pouring into it. Yeah. Guess what? They are all pouring into it. The people
1: that we consider to be oppressors, they all consider themselves valued part of keeping oppression alive. And they all consider themselves a role in that. And they commit to it. They make it a part of their culture every day to wake up and be a part of advancing the oppressive systems of this nation. We need to have the same energy. We need to keep the same
2: energy in terms of challenging and dismantling it. Oh my goodness, every single day of my life, I echo this. So I thank you so much for doing that. Of course, we got to give you some time and space to make sure people know how they can come to this amazing show on Friday. Man, shout out to SDG because I'm glad that you're going to be on one of the biggest stages here in Seattle at Paramount. We love them. Make sure folks know how they can follow you. You know, stay connected to all the messages that you're putting out there. And again, appreciate you so much for giving us some time but make sure folks know how they can see this show on friday
1: so you can go to amandaseals.com that's uh a uh sorry dot com, and you can check out uh the tickets right there at the amandaseals.com we have all the tour dates so if you have friends in other cities that may want to check me out it's listed right there we also just added chicago and detroit no sorry we added chicago and the bay so we'll have those tickets going on sale shortly Uh, You can also subscribe to the Amandaverse. It's basically a universe of Amanda, but it's basically my subscription service where I provide behind the scenes content, a a bunch of commentary that I do not share on Instagram. It is also where I do sketches and other show other personal videos, et cetera. But really what it is, is a place where you can one, support me being an independent artist so I can continue to speak in the earnest, honest way that I do. And also a place where we've created a, an environment outside of Zuckerberg's uh, very mm, shady ridden Instagram where we can have real conversations.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you for providing a separate uh, outlet and platform. (laughs) We talk about this all the time that, you know, in order for you to really get these kinds of messages out that are going to dismantle all of this, it means that you kind of have to have your own platform because we already know the algorithms work against us. And you said something that really resonates with me, that everybody that is involved in the oppressiveness of things, they know that they are doing it and they are doing it with Full throttle. So we also have to come with that same energy in order to disrupt all of that. And you called out my brother, you know, Ky King Garrett. Shout out to him because I know he's one of those folks that are on the ground. You see, I'm representing town proudly <laughs> today, uh, yes. but been doing it for a really long time. And it really takes a lot of us to be dedicated to this yeah. over the long haul because this is not a short game at all. This is a very long game we got to play, and we understand that. Thank you for uplifting that message. I can't Can't wait to see you on Friday. Thank y'all. See you there. All right. Bye. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing interview with the Amanda Sills. I just appreciate that she's just authentically herself in every space, no matter what platform. So you guys want to make sure you guys go to her website, cop your tickets today, grab those, buy those, share them with friends, share the link. Uh, You know, we want to be able to let her know that we here in Seattle support the message that she's pouring out there on these major stages and kudos to her for connecting on the ground in these communities that she's coming to on tour so that she can end with somebody who can give you a direct way that you can see yourself as a part of the solution. I already got the goosies. I'm excited. And of course, coming up after this short break, we're going to continue in this amazing conversation of work that's happening on the ground. Devante Parson is in the building. He's going to be telling us all about pro se potential. You guys don't want to miss this. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. I'm
0: the banjo skibank like the Jamaica Press call me. Capella like my stat can come. immense like my Ghanaians come. If you like my librarians come. me. to now Importer, exporter. Seattle. Join me at the 8th annual Madaraka festival. Yes, on the 13th and on the 14th. Ps62, Oh my bad, bro. Uh, come outside, come outside. It's a charity event, it is a free event, and of course, I'm here to support what one has been doing in Africa. Anything given is always part of what I do, I'm, um, and I cannot wait to be there. So if you're still sitting down, you are on a long thing. We're going to eat Jollof Rice, we're going to chop Like we're going to, oh my god, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Feel it, don't touch it.
2: Me and you. Welcome back everybody to the day with Trey and of course I got to give a shout out to the truth with proof it is truth Tuesday as well so that means you guys can catch that tonight at 8 p.m. everywhere that you guys are watching and listening right now on Converge Media make sure you guys check out my brother Trooper Proof he's been keeping it live on Tuesday nights he is here for y'all but of course somebody else who's here for y'all is Devonte Parson he's in the building with me right now what's up Devonte? how are you
0: what's up with it man I'm, I'm happy to be here feeling good blessed all day man thank you
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you are here. You know, I, I met you out at a community event. You were talking about what you were doing and just share a bit about your your background, because you came to this work with some lived experience that really gave you insight as to how to approach the work that you're doing with Pro se Potential. So just tell us a bit about your background.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no doubt. I'll try to summarize the best I can right now. You know, uh. Born born in uh, San Antonio, Texas, came out here when I was real, when I was like one years old, you know, my dad was murdered before I was born. And um, my mom kind of had like a mental thing, a mental breakdown with that situation, you know, having boys on her own and everything. So my grandma took a hold of me. We was raised over in Yesterday's projects, you know, heavily gang infested and whatnot. So it, it, it was natural that I fell into the gang culture at a young age. I was about 12, 13, when I really started kicking it closer to the Central District, you know, I had homeboys up there. So just, you know, Tapping into that culture, I was involved in a lot of different activities that led me in and out of the juvenile system over and over, juvenile prison, jail, um, just just bad situations. All, my grandma went to prison, she was when I was 14, she went to prison, so now I'm pretty much on my own. But the story that a lot of people know most about that I'm most known for at the point and where Pro Se came from was when I was 22 years old. So I was 22 years old and we got into a big altercation in Tacoma with some guys that led from a fight to a shooting and it it ended me in handcuffs, obviously. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm in the jail facing a life sentence at 22 years old. And what I noticed at that point was there were some younger guys coming in there, 18, 19, 20, 21 or whatnot. And they're just having a ball. They're enjoying this stuff. They're getting two years, three years, you know, they're, they're turnarounds and whatnot. And I'm sitting there facing the rest of my life. So at that moment, I had the, the time to be sober-minded. I wasn't smoking weed. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything. But I'm seeing all this, 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 this havoc and this chaos in the lives of these younger individuals, and they don't even realize why and what that's stemming from, right? And they're just they're just bound to, to come back inside and come keep going until they end up in my situation or they end up dead. What I did at that point that was really unique, and I didn't realize that I, that I was doing it at that point because I believe you don't really realize you're making history at the moment until you do later on and look back at it you're just doing what's authentic to you i started pulling young people to the side i'm like man look bro if i give you this honey bun can you just try not to get in the fight this week you know and if i if i make you some dinner then how about you read this book and you tell me something about it give me a book report you know if i do this can you create a release plan just giving them different incentives to do good you know do things that were agreeable and before i knew it i essentially had like my own little like caseload of young folks around me, you know, and you know, they're looking up to me, talking to me, you know, taking good advice. And and simultaneously, I'm fighting for my life. What I did was when I look back, it was foolish at 22 years old, you know, straight from the streets and whatnot, I fired my attorney. And I did that because I felt like nobody cared about my life as much as I did at that point. And if I wanted my life another second chance of life back, then I had to fight for it. So I fired my attorney, man. And um Throughout that time, 14 months, they wouldn't give me no deal better than 25 years. They wouldn't budge on it. And so I went and I went to trial and I got the assault, assault in the first degrees off my, off my back. And then I walked away with a law possession of firearm and assault in the second degree where I do six years. When I realized that true piece of empowerment, like that was empower- You As you know, young folks will find destructive ways to feel like they're powerful. The fact they're in power. The gun was my power at one point. My bandana was my struggle. That was my power. The fear was my power. But that moment, the fact that I was able to essentially become somewhat of a lawyer in 14 months, I educated myself. I did that. And I was able to, to get on prosecutors like that and represent myself like that and tell the top lawyers in the community. They came and talked to me, talking about I should be a lawyer. That's the best they've ever seen as a young black man that's from the streets. I was like, bro, this is real power right here. This is what it is. And so I dedicated my life from that point on to empowerment, to true empowerment. That's when I started self-educating. I started reading. I started writing. I started studying and learning myself. I did more mentorship when I was in prison. I just had to turn. I had to transform myself into this being, right, that transcended the area I came from so that I can inspire the others to transcend the areas they come from. Gosh. And that's where the pro se potential came.
2: Devonte, so. I mean, come on. I, 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 I gotta say that I just keep getting so overwhelmingly inspired by those who find themselves in the injustice system and find themselves incarcerated and do everything they can everything they possibly can to change their set of circumstances. And you really are such a grand example of that. So thank you for sharing that background. I mean, then then you you come out, clearly, what a huge feat for you. Like you said, that I I could see how that would change your entire perspective when it comes to what power really looks like, shifting power and controlling that power for yourself. What a phenomenal story there. But then you come out and you realize like there's something you need to be giving to community with regard to all that you have really learned um, throughout that process. So tell us a bit about the birth of Pro Se Potential and what it is, what it's doing right now in community.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So it's funny. I like. I got to tell this part. So when I when I initially got out, I had been working with young folks in there for the better part of my time. So I wanted to be this uh, motivational coach, a motivational speaker for for a lot of the homies and a lot of people that came from. So I was looking more like the adult spectrum. You know, I was going to still tap in with my young folks, but I was going to let them just see how I do it, and if they wanted to learn, I was going to teach them. And uh, what actually happened was. As I was going in throughout the community and seeing different things and I was putting on Facebook lives and people were like, hey, man, my little brother, you know, my little sister, my son, my people that knew me when I was banging out on the streets, they was tapping in with me like, hey, can you talk to my little bro? Like, I, I see what you're doing. You know what I mean? A little bit. Um, and I, so I was like, you know what? I can't reach everybody. I had people from out of this, see my lives from like I did talks in Germany, India or whatnot. They was tapping into for their young folks. So I was like, you know what? Man? How do I do this? Let me, let me I could put this in a book. Right. So I put pro I wrote pro say the art of becoming more, which is my book. Right. And it was about the lessons I had learned in prison. But I put them in a practical way to where you don't even have to go to jail, juvenile or prison to to use, use those in a practical way. Mm-hmm. So when I put that book book out. People went crazy. Now they're like, "Okay, you're really doing this." They see me moving around the community, see me mentoring. You start off with mentoring and case manager, right? Doing mentoring, connecting people with the resources I had, whether it was jobs, whether it was housing. Um, I just being a shoulder to cry on. I didn't sit there with a lot of the young homies that died in the neighborhood. I didn't been with them when they was alive with guns on their side, sitting there having a conversation with them, giving them understanding. And then the community was like, "Hey, man, you need to do something. Like, you need to you need to raise something up. Like, you need to put something around you to make this a legal establishment." And that's where I decided one day, I was like, man, pro se, I went pro se, I represented myself for people that don't know, pro se means to represent yourself legally. So I started, rep- I, I, I said, pro se, well, I represent myself in life now. Because at one point, I wasn't representing myself in life. This is me standing up, on my own circumstances situations ain't doing it, right? And I was like, well, how do I utilize that platform to help other people reach their potential? That's where pro se potential started. And I was like, you know, let's put the nonprofit organization around that pro se potential. And what we what we initially started off was just mentoring. And we'll have little programs like we had a vision-building program, goal-setting program, because you can't go anywhere unless you have a vision your, of your life of where you want to go. The first step, and I tell this to my young folks that are incarcerated and my older brothers and sisters that are incarcerated, your first step is figure out where you want to go. Get the vision in front of you, right? And so we started doing vision-building things and goal-setting. And then after that, we were able to move around and do some um some mentoring, vision building, goal setting. And then some of the county people started looking at us, and we was blessed to get a, uh some heavy some smaller grants and some other grants to where we was able to open up a different workforce um development programs. Now we just got the Best Starts for Kids grant, which is a blessing. Shout out to King County for doing something right right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big love to them, man, and, and the community leaders that 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 um advocated on my part for that. Now we just released our workforce development program, which is focusing on college and career readiness, financial literacy, social entrepreneurship, as well attached to that, we're doing the youth voice with it, right? Mm-hmm. And the way we're doing that is we're putting the young people, we're helping them lead their goal-setting strategies, right? And also putting them in front of different public um, public people, which is like mayors. We will put them in politicians and things like that. They be coming to the office. They have an op- opportunity to have the conversation with these individuals and let their voice be heard. And we take those different things. And we hold these individuals accountable and create action plans. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. what we're doing right now in the community on top of our mentorship and case management.
2: Oh, my gosh. I, I, I. I'm just so elated. I'm so elated. Like We have such a strong Black community in Seattle. I don't care what nobody says. People talk uh, about all these other communities and I have traveled and I really being a part of this and you knowing that you did something for yourself and you brought it out so that now you can affect so many more people. Shout out to Best Starts for Kids for investing in you. Congratulations on that investment. That is huge because now you're able to really build your capacity to serve more people. And I appreciate that there are some major, specific, intentional investments that are happening at our community levels to really scale up these amazing wow. solutions that are being crafted on the ground. I say it all the time, probably every day, solutions that are being crafted on the ground need to be scaled up. They need to be advocated for. They need to be invested in. Yes. This is what reparations looks like. And, I, and I've and i said it to Ooh. the surprise uh, Supreme Court of Washington nice. State. There yes. are so many yes. examples of how they can enact real reparations right yes. here in Washington State mm. because of people like yourselves and yes. programs like Pro Safe Potential. Yes. So I just appreciate you so much because I know you have a busy schedule. I know you have a lot going on. But when I heard about this, I had to make sure that we brought you here. Uh, and before I let you go, I know we're over time, but just look right there in that camera. Yes. Let folks know how they can tap in
0: pro State potential. Oh man, you go to pro You can add me on Facebook at, De- at Devante. We also have an Instagram at pro State potential or you can add me on, on Instagram on their prolific Tay. Either way, it leads back to the source, which is pro State potential, man. Oh. Stay in power
2: amazing amazing and and our director Curtis is putting it right there in the comments putting the link in there so people can check out your website check out what you're doing and find a way to be engaged because there's a lot of young people out here and, and right here at Converge Media we talk about this all the time you know prevention versus intervention right uh-huh. like how do we prevent them from even uh-huh. getting into that system uh-huh. so folks like your, and they listen to people like yourself who have been uh-huh. there done that speak uh-huh. the language all of that yes. because that is what is necessary we need more advocates like yourself who can really tap in with these young folks because we realize when we look at crime, when we look at the murder rate, uh, particularly throughout King County, we know that it's really a lot of young folks that are involved in this. When it's about this gun violence, how do we disrupt it? It's programs like Pro State Potential. Bro, I can't thank you enough for coming on today and sharing your story and literally not just allowing your story to benefit you, but then taking that passion to a community level and to benefit so many more. Thank you so come much. On. We'll be in touch cuz no, as you got no. new programs, yeah, you got to come, come back and let us come know what's on. going on. No,
0: that you know, they already know I will, man. I appreciate you for what you're doing because I know we're going over time but this is something that needs to happen. We need our own media. It's gonna put ourselves out there and, and bring those individuals and those organizations to the rise that are doing that because nobody else is doing it. They shut us up too
2: quickly. Yeah, that's this right. Is power. That's so right. We awesome. gotta, we gotta have a platform to share our stories. That's why I love Converge and I love being here on the day with Trey. Thank you so much. Most definitely. Let's oh live. my gosh. What an amazing episode for me to come back to y'all. I told y'all I had to come back because when I talked to Devante weeks ago, I just said to him, I said, man, this is phenomenal. And you guys know, I get excited about all of these things that are happening because honestly, community can take care of community when community has the resources and folks like Devonte at the helm. We were already talking earlier about KY King Garrett. We need these folks in the community to be doing the work that they're doing because honestly, it is so necessary, but it's also life changing work. And that's exactly what we do here at Converge. So I got to give a huge shout out to Omari Salisbury and Eric Calligraphy for opening up Converge because we need this platform to share all of this amazingness that is happening that otherwise would not be shared on other platforms. And Devonte said it there, and it's so true. And that's why I love being a host right here. I love being a producer and a TV show host, y'all, because I get to connect with the people on the ground. I also love being a community member because they know me up in these streets. So I don't just spend all my time in the studio. I be out there pounding the pavement. So shout out to all the organizations that are out there doing great work, staying committed to the mission of dismantling this oppression. We need it so bad. I want to give a huge shout out to Amanda Sills for joining me today and for her to also utilize her amazing, huge platform to open it up so that people can find a way to get connected to amazing community work that is happening on the ground. This whole episode has really ignited me. And I'm telling y'all, my dad is just, I know he's smiling. I know he is because he knows I'm in my element. I am living in purpose, on purpose, and I'm so grateful for all of that. I want to thank all of y'all for all your love and support of the day with Trey. It feels good to be back with my Converge family. I thank you guys for being with me while I was away all last week. And I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody who's been pouring out the love, sending me messages. Uh, You guys have no idea. I I, I normally retreat, but y'all wasn't allowing it. Y'all was making sure I knew I was loved. So thank you so much for that. Of course, tomorrow, like I said, we're going to have another amazing show, y'all, because we're going to be hearing from some great guests that are going to keep you inspired. So make sure you guys watch tomorrow. And until Tomorrow at eleven AM. Peace.